Welcome to Choir Talks. Forgiveness, such a difficult thing. Three little words, I forgive you, easy for the mouth to form, but super hard for the heart to really grasp sometimes. Uh, tonight we're going to look at two verses from Ephesians chapter 4, and forgiveness is the key uh, term that we're aiming for. Let me read the um, Ephesians chapter 4, starting with verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. All right, two little verses, but boy, something really hard to swallow and, and carry out in our lives there. Um, Ephesians, every week I feel like as we've talked through Ephesians in choir talks, we have mentioned the word unity, and that is just a key um, unifying theme through all of Ephesians. It is a super important thing in the life of the church for there to be unity among the brothers and sisters who make up the family of God. And so tonight he gets to the end of chapter 4, and he just gives us some real practical, this is what it's going to take, this is what it's going to cost you uh, to have unity. And, he, and so he, he details that out. Verse 31 again Get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, brawling, slander, every form of malice. There's the get rid of sticks out to me. Uh, when I was thinking about that phrase, it kind of just made me think about the trash. You know, we get rid of the trash. We carry it out and hope to never see it again. So verse 31 is the trash, okay? It's get rid of this kind of stuff. This behavior is not part of what we've been talking about in chapter 4 as being the new self that, that we have in Christ Jesus, the, the new self that is empowered and led by the Holy Spirit. This stuff doesn't belong with this new life that we lead. So get rid of bitterness. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. Rage and anger. These are acting out, this, this lack of unity, acting out. Rage and anger, brawling, slander. Uh, that's fighting on the outside, but also fighting using your mouth, slander, and every form of malice, get rid of. If any of these words uh, sticks with you, it seems like a part of your life, he's saying, put it out with the trash. It doesn't belong here. And then, verse 32, here's the stuff that you're supposed to put on when you put on the new self. Be kind, compassionate, forgiving, just as in Christ, God forgave you kind and compassionate. Those, those are words and that, those are attitudes uh, that should um, characterize the life of a true Christ follower. If the love of Christ is in you, here's, here's the ways it should show itself. We should be kind. We should be noticed for our kindness and compassion, um, feeling this love expressed to someone, compassion. Uh, and then here's the word, forgiving each other. And uh, I want to just camp on that word a, a little bit tonight because I think it is a stumbling block for so many believers. Every one of us at one time or another, in fact, many times in our life, are going to face the challenge of having to forgive someone. And also, by the way, every one of us is going to be that person uh, who needs to be forgiven at some point, right? But tonight in particular, that, that difficult thing, uh, thing of forgiving someone else Forgiveness is really difficult because um, 
when you need to give forgiveness, we almost always feel justified in hanging on to our hurt, our anger, uh, our frustration at someone else. It's always someone else who has done something, and we feel right and justified. And, and forgiveness comes hard by us because uh, sometimes we are, are prideful. And in forgiveness, you have to set aside your rightness uh, to offer forgiveness and to have real forgiveness. So um, that's a difficult thing for us to do. Um, forgive, uh, if, if we don't forgive, then the word from verse 31 is bitterness. He says, get rid of bitterness. So what is bitterness? In another place in the scripture, um, it talks about, be careful about having a bitter root. Uh, and that really speaks to me about what bitterness is like. Bitterness is um, is non-forgiveness that is metastasized in us and, and, and comes out as, as bitterness. And it's a root. Uh, that's a, a great word to describe it because it's something deep inside of us that is growing on, on it gives birth to something on the outside of us. That bitterness forms anger that, that splashes over onto everyone in our lives around us when we hang on to unforgiveness in our life. So when we get rid of bitterness, we're going to do that by forgiveness. Bitterness, non-forgiveness, um, when you have unforgiveness in your heart, you are letting the person who has offended you uh, define who you are. Uh, you are letting the hurt and the thing that happened to you define who you are when you are bitter and when you hang on to it. Uh, when you are bitter at someone, you are letting that person control your life. I mean, think about it this way. That person that you feel bitter toward, they are walking through their day today not even thinking about you at all. But because you are angry at them and have bitterness, they control your mind. You are thinking about them, and that's stuck in your mind. It, being bitter towards someone is it's like a prison that you build hoping to put them in, but you are the one that ends up in the prison. Being bitter is, is like a poison that you want to give to somebody else because they deserve it, right? But you end up swallowing it yourself. It is damaging to you to hang on to non-forgiveness, uh, to be bitter. Uh, we're afraid sometimes to forgive because we're afraid that all the suffering that we've gone through because of being wronged is not going to count for anything if we let go of it just to forgive somebody so freely. Um, and what we really don't recognize about ourselves is that we don't forgive because over time we come to love the wounds. As weird as that sounds, we come to have such an attachment to those wounds in our lives as we sometimes define ourselves by those wounds that we don't want to let go of that. Uh, as weird as it sounds, I bet that if you have that unforgiveness right now, that you would not give that up. You would give up many, many good things in your life before you'd give up that one bad thing because you, you've the wounds are there because they're evidence in your mind that you are right. But I tell you, all of that works in our lives in a, just a damaging way. Bitterness can make you physically sick. It can make you emotionally sick. It can lead to all kind of just terrible things in your life. It spills over, as I said before, on the people in your life and creates havoc. But there is a, there is a cure. There is an antidote, and that is forgiveness. And forgiveness, 
uh, here, just listen to the end of this verse. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. If you want to be like God, then you will forgive. There is something incredibly powerful about forgiveness. And when you do it, you look like God. You look like God to the person you're forgiving. You look like God to the world. There's power in that. There, when you forgive, it is, a, it is not just an earthly thing. It is a transcendent act of kindness and compassion. I want to tell you quickly a story about a uh, young woman named, let's see if I can get this name right, Immaculee Ilibagiza. Immaculee uh, was a young woman in Rwanda, and in 1994, the president of Rwanda died in a plane crash. And in the vacuum that immediately happened there in that country, the leadership vacuum, um, the government was taken over by one of two warring tribes, warring um, factions within that country. There was the Hutus and the Tutsis, uh, two tribes. Well, the Hutus took over, and in the days following, a million Rwandans lost their lives. A million were, were killed, murdered, because of their ethnicity. Um, so uh, ultimately, um, as things were uh, fixed and a new government was formed, the new leader of the country did something, something amazing, something impossible. It was impossible for them to imprison all the people who had a part in murdering a, one of millions of people. And so what he had the country do was to forgive. They had meetings all throughout the country and, and let people who had been lost a loved one to murder speak about that. And the people who were part of murdering had to hear it and ask for forgiveness. One of, one of the victims was Immaculate. This, this young girl, uh, a young teenager at the time, had, her father had sent her to a neighbor's house when violence started, and the neighbor hid her in the bathroom of his house. She stayed in that bathroom for 90 days. During the 90 days, she knew that her family was probably not going to be there when she got out. She was angry. She was bitter. Uh, she was hateful. But during that time, she began to read the Bible. And the faith in God began to grow in her. And she read scriptures like this, love one another. Jesus saying, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Uh, the, the Lord's Prayer that says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Jesus from the cross, Father, forgive them. They know not what they're doing. After the 90 days, she got out. Her family indeed had been murdered. She had an opportunity to confront the man who killed most of her family. And as she came to that moment, she said she saw him like a blind person, someone who couldn't understand how evil had affected his life. And she felt not anger, but compassion. Her act of forgiveness was complete in her. Um, there are many amazing things that God has allowed people to forgive. And when you see something like that happen, you know that only the Father can give someone the power to forgive that way. So we don't forgive, by the way, for, for the sake of the person who has wronged us. We forgive because we owe it to the one who has forgiven us. Listen to this verse again. Forgive each other just as in Christ God forgave you. Here's your motivation. It's not for someone else. 
it is because God forgave you. God forgave you, so you owe him uh, forgiving those who have wronged you. And listen to this last line, really catches me. Just as in Christ, God forgave you. Just as in Christ. How in the world could I forgive that person who has hurt me so bad? How can I do it? Just as in Christ, God forgave you. We're doing it just like God did in Christ. How did, how did Christ forgive? He sacrificially went to the cross. He gave, he gave up everything so that you and I could have life. And he did it when you and I, in the beginning of Ephesians, uh, tells us that we were his enemies. We were dead spiritually. It's not because we came and said, Lord, we're so sorry. He forgave us before we said we were sorry. He forgave us before we became a part of his family. He, he forgave us when we didn't deserve it. How are you going to forgive that person this week? You can do it in the power of the Spirit, not because they deserve it, but before they deserve it, because the Father has forgiven you. Let me pray for you. Father, for all of the friends who are listening this week, God, who have some, some root of bitterness in their heart, some moment that they need to forgive, God, I, I pray that, that they would see the need to do so, Father, and that they would see the motivation to do it in the love that you have given us, and that they would see the power to do it through the Holy Spirit who indwells them. God, grant them the freedom and the release and the healing this week as they step out of that prison of bitterness and into the freedom of forgiveness. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.